You tuned in to Relationship Factor, where we have authentic conversations about sex and relationships, moving you from problem to solution, from functional to exceptional relationships. I'm your host, Kingsley Moyo, a relationship and sex therapist. guest today is Roman Miranov. Roman is a relationship coach. Uh, Roman spends most of his time helping people maximize their potential by stopping porn addiction. He was trained by through the Tony Robbins coaching program and he's passionate about seeing people get to the other side using his story, his, his experience as a powerful tool on how to help individuals struggling with porn. In this episode, we talk about porn addiction, depression, and anxiety, how all these three correlate and how all these three show up and how all these three can stop being a thorn in the flesh for you. Join me for this conversation. With the increase in technology, there has been an increase in access to pornography. There has been an increase in access to uh, the usage uh, by male or female children, uh, seniors, and all around ages. And this is really a phenomenon that's been happening for a while now. And there's debates all over uh, on whether this is an addiction or this is a compulsive behavior. Is it excessive or is it uh, just enough? Um, Roman, let's just start there. When we're talking about porn addiction, what are we really talking about? What is porn addiction? Let's just start there. I would say porn addiction is any situation where you feel that something is not good in your life and you want to escape it and you do it through porn and you feel that you're not in control of your urges. Okay. So when we're talking about uh, porn, it's an escape, an escape from something else. But what is porn? Like, um, what are we talking about here? Um, is it the uh, commercial with the lady carrying a burger in a bikini? What is porn? What is pornography? That is a great question, actually, because porn is different things to different people. Okay. Absolutely. To some people, it's they it's not really porn but let's say fetish i Uh, saw a a lot of coaching clients who had a you know women feed fetish something like that for another person maybe a real yeah a cute woman in an ad that might be porn but for most people this is just regular i would say hardcore porn with people having sex on tape so it would be something different, uh, watching people having sex. That's the normal definition that we're using uh, here, right? And so the naked images, would that be considered as pornography? To me, yes. Everything okay. that gets you aroused, that's basically porn. Okay, okay. Now, who's affected by this? Um, um, there's different studies out there, but really... Let's just really dig in. Who is really affected by this? 
Well, my biggest concern is teenagers because this happened to me back in the day when I was around, I would say around 12 years old. That's when I actually started to get into watching porn. I was not super interested in it, but it started, you know, like to drip on my mind and, you know, having all sorts of negative influence. But when I was around 16, this is when like a major, major addiction happened in my life. I started watching a lot of porn, started feeling guilty about it, starting to feel very self-conscious. And that self-consciousness that kept growing, it kept me in my head. I was thinking about what other people think too much. And mm. as a result, I was not able to actually date girls. In fact, mm. I had problems with my friendships as well, with guys. So as a result, I wasted five years. I refer to them as best years, golden years, between 16 and 21. I did not date anyone. And as a result, I wasn't able to develop the dating and relationship skills that are so key in life. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you, it started off at an early age. Um, so that was a trigger. So what happened for you during that, that early age when you said when you were like 12, right? So well, what was actually, it, what, what was happening for you when at that time? Well, I just got introduced to porn. Okay. My friend, my friend found that old VHS tape. You probably, <laughs> I think most of your listeners, they don't remember things like that, but he found it and he started to actually showing it to all of his friends. And I think I was like in the third batch of the friends that came over to his place and watched porn. Yeah. I he got was running I, a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yeah. But you know, free cinema. Free cinema. All right. So you are at this stage now, you were exposed to it. And then from 16 to 21, it affected how you related with people. It affected a relationship, both uh, platonic and actually an intimate relationship. You begin to live in your head. You begin to be self-conscious around that. That should do something to your mental health. Can we talk about how porn addiction fits into mental health, specifically anxiety and depression? How does it fit in all of that? Okay, okay. Yeah, and let me just get back quickly to your original question about who's affected. So right. I would say that based on my experience and my coaching practice, teenagers are affected and then it can actually grow. You know, as they mature, they keep getting more addicted. But the demographic that I'm mostly concerned about is teenagers. Maybe because I have a son, a 12-year-old son. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Anyway, so getting back to mental health, anxiety, and depression. Before you go to mental health and anxiety, you just you just you just touched on something there, Roman. I think that that is rather interesting, because sometimes we tend to think that uh, the addiction started when you were already thirty or twenty nine, but if you're able to trace back, you can go back to your early years when it actually started and it continued to build up. So that's generally the story of most people. And I, and I know in my, in, in my practice too, usually there is a, an event or a trigger that occurs during a certain time period that gets them trying to escape and to live in their head. And before they realize that they've lived in their head for four, five, six, seven years. And at that time, 
they are kind of addicted or they are coming up with all sorts of ideas to be able to to justify it or to uh, to give it a name or to to really embrace this thing that has got them stuck true true absolutely and i think when doing therapy which is something i do recommend to my clients sometimes knowing that very first you know occurrence of porn in their life it is important yeah definitely yeah. mental health take me there what does that look like how does it show up oh boy how <laughs> where do i begin so basically i would say that mental health is is the root cause of porn addiction and then what happens is that the person actually gets gets themselves into a negative cycle i call it nc for short they they feel bad they feel anxious they try to escape that feeling with porn but then what happens is that after getting that dopamine spike from watching porn mm -hmm. they go to a trough that's one thing and then they also guilt themselves what's a trough a trough it, well in my definition it's like you have this high high spike mm -hmm. of, of dopamine and you right. feel amazing you right. feel like you're five the world exactly okay but inevitably inevitably this level is unsustainable and when the dopamine wears off in your brain you go to a very very low level of dopamine and where it, it's actually worse than when you started mm. so you started with the anticipate with the feeling that hey this is good and as you keep on doing it it's kind of like you you need to increase your tolerance yeah that's true the same thing goes with hardcore drugs same thing with sugar so it's pretty much and i usually compare porn addiction to sugar and cocaine because they are the the, the dopamine surge that they cause is pretty much the same essentially the same right right okay so you are now in that spike of up and down uh, so the way you put it is uh roman was that mental health is what uh leads to addiction so if i'm following tracking that correctly so if you've gotten into a uh, anxiety or depression or any other mental health, whether diagnosed or undiagnosed, your escape would be to go towards something that would give you a dopamine kick. And that dopamine kick, the dopamine is the happiness hormone that gets you excited. And so porn will help you get that release by watching porn then you get that release and then that doesn't last long the trough eventually evaporates or reduces or tanks down to its lowest uh, uh to its lowest point am i getting that right absolutely and you can think of it uh physiologically so as men we have testosterone mm -hmm. and when we ejaculate especially mm -hmm. after watching porn what happens is that we release this hormone prolactin mm -hmm. and prolactin quenches testosterone so in addition to this dopamine trough that we're talking about mm -hmm. you also get like physiological decrease in testosterone because of prolactin this makes you less motivated less happy and so on so you you're finding yourself really in this negative cycle 
because you try to escape the thi what this thing of anxiety and depression through porn, but then the only thing that you <laughs> that you've arrived to is getting into more anxiety or depression. Mm, mm. So physiologically, you are affected. Psychologically, you are affected, and you're in this negative cycle. And how does that affect intimacy in relationships? Oh my God. <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's the story of my life, you know? Remember, I was telling you about how I did not have this dating and relationship skills. Mm -hmm. And somehow, by, by sheer luck, I got myself a wife. Mm -hmm. And I kept watching porn. And but while I was married, that's one thing, was taking a lot of time from my family, from my ex-wife and from my son. Mm -hmm. And then also, I, <laughs> because I did, not, I did not have those dating and relationship skills, I did not know how to, like, to communicate, how to interact with my wife. So mm -hmm. I, I, <laughs> like, I handled her as if she were a man, as if mm -hmm. she was another male, which of course she wasn't, and I try to be logical with her and so on. So like this whole combination, this whole concoction of factors eventually led my family to fall apart because my wife simply got fed of me and filed for a divorce. And moreover, I would say this, because of watching porn, <laughs> I like, you know, I was building tolerance to sex. Mm. Uh, in in the sense that like I, I needed more and more and hotter stimulation to get aroused, right? Okay. So okay. I started to push her to actually do those things they show in porn, which are you know outright weird. Sometimes it's acting really, it's it's not it's not real acting, and people don't enjoy them. They just yeah. do it for money. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was pushing this stuff on her, and of, of course she got fed up. Anyone would. So essentially, not only do you build tolerance for yourself and you want more, you begin to transfer that into your own relationship. Not only are you transferring that in your own relationship, you begin to think that it should be an expectation. If the person loves you, if the person cares about you, they need to be able to do all of these things that you saw in porn and it is the other interesting about uh about, about about addiction is most of them are kept in secret and whatever you keep in secret will consume you because you'll try by all means to hide it you'll try by all means you're essentially living a double life because you have to be one person when you're out there and then you're one person behind doors and that's eating you out and it's affecting your intimacy and your relationship. What was your story like with the secrecy part of it? Oh, well, well, going back to my teenage years and <laughs> I, I had my own VHS tape at that point and it was very hard to get, you know, back then it, for me it was... Russia, which mm -hmm. was like a couple of years after the Soviet Union broke down. Mm -hmm. So it was very difficult to get porn. So I got my porn and so you I managed was to get one. I did. I did. And right. Okay. You wanted that dopamine kick. <sighs> oh boy. Did I? <laughs> so I was, I could not hide it in my home. Mm 
because I thought that my parents would find it. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I had this construction site near my home. So I went there and I actually hid my VHS tape there in a bag. That that was so I like looking back. That was so creepy. I like I can't believe that. How old and are you? Again, twelve? No, 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 no. I no twelve. Having my own VHS tape would be like being a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I was. That was around sixteen, seventeen. Sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And looking at it, it it means that one begins to get into risky behavior. Um. At all costs, for you to be able to get this kick, you will almost do anything. Which means that in your relationship, money can be stolen or money can be diverted to where it's supposed to be missed appointments because you feel like you have to go and attend to this. Um, porn addiction is 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 generally under the umbrella of sex addiction, and which means that you begin to explore all of that because the more you do it. You build up tolerance, which means you need to go and take up more, more, uh, more deeper, so to speak, uh, uh, um, more intense, more intense experiences as you get along with that. Now, can you walk me through a scenario? Uh, I know when we talked a little bit, you kind of painted a picture with them scenarios on how anxiety shows up or how depression plays out can you walk me through a scenario with anxiety or depression how how does that play out like well uh, well let me give you my own example because at one point back i was i think 26 at that point 26 mm-hmm. i was married and suddenly my my dog died unexpectedly and I loved the dog so, so much. And I got depressed. I was young. I was stupid. No one told me that, you know, getting depressed because of a dog was a, was like not the right thing to do. So I got myself into this, what I call a mild depression. Mm-hmm. And to like, to compensate, to feel better in the moment, I, I did a lot of masturbation and, and porn because that made me feel good for some mm-hmm, time mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i really appreciate the pain so to speak yes supposedly supposedly but what really happened is that i got this spike of happiness for for about five five to 15 minutes and afterward my depression worsened i would say that i would go from mild depression before the porn episode to let's say an increased mm-hmm. dose um yeah really yeah the feeling of depression increased quite a lot, quite a lot. And by doing that regularly, almost every day. Who knew about I, this? <laughs> Roman Mirnov. Only Roman knew Only about Only Roman. It. Okay, right. okay, okay. And that's, that's a very good question because unfortunately, this is a taboo topic and people prefer to keep it to themselves and they they don't really want to reach out for help so because i felt like i was literally plunging myself into this downward cycle getting more and more depressed and maybe my my unhealthy mind was telling me that the solution to this problem is to (laughs) is to watch more porn because it makes me happy 
But ah, of course, this is not true. Yeah. So you're stuck in the cycle. If I could just watch more, I would feel better for those five minutes, and then I think again. Okay, let me watch more. Yes, and it never, never came to my mind that the solution is actually opposite. By stopping watching porn, I become happier. And you know what? After I actually quit porn, I've like thinking back on those years when I watched it. I think that was hell. And、mm. like, there is nothing that will make me go back there. No.、Mm. And th- 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 that that's in- that's interesting because、um, at every step of the way, there is a part of the person that is conscious that this is not helping me, but they're stuck because they don't have any other outlet. And one of the reasons why they're stuck is because of the secrecy. Not only are they stuck because of the secrecy. There's shame around it, and that's another reality that we have in our modern day society. There's a lot of shame around being addicted. There's a lot of shame around uh, uh, compulsive behaviors. There's a lot of shame around this. What are some of the ways that people can actually break the cycle of shame, the cycle of secrecy around this, and actually look for help? I would say is. Getting aware, building your awareness around this issue. So, if you're listening to to this podcast, you know that this might be a problem for you. So keep looking, keep researching. There are a lot of channels, outlets that speak about this. So, be, become aware of that. I think this is the most important step to start breaking that cycle. Okay, so awareness is where we begin.、Um, You want to be able to look in the right places. Um, um, where is the right place? Where do I even begin to look? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to plug my services. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> go find Roman. That's a place to go ahead and find. Okay, where else? Where else? Roman、uh, Miranov is the website. I guess we'll talk a little bit more about that. But the, I'm pretty sure there's some places where people, somebody's listening to the podcast and thinking, okay, I'm not even sure where to begin.、Um, where do I even look? Well, I would say this: there are quite, quite a few amazing YouTube channels. They talk about this. There are quite a few TED talks on this topic with millions of views. So this is quite legit and. It's a very good place to start, and I also I also want to mention that Reddit has been like you know the、resource. foundation of resistance. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's another good place to to go read on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's interesting because you you put it that way uh, that um, finding reputable resources, finding reputable. Places on where、um, you can be able to 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 get good information. TED talks tend to be science based. YouTube channels、um, with a grain of salt, but some places you can actually get some stuff that can be able to to help you、uh, figure that out.、Um, what is the way out, Roman? You're stuck in your relationship, and、uh, you are stuck in secrecy. 
Um, you really don't know how to get out of this. What is the way out? How does one begin to pick up the pieces and pull everything out and get away from this? Because we all want healthy relationships. We don't want that cycle of dopamine kick and it depletes and then dopamine kick depletes. And then you go into these, you've spent a lot of money. Um, your relationships are falling apart. And by the way, something to be considered addictive, it is when it begins to disrupt your regular life cycle, meaning you don't eat, you don't attend friend, uh, friends' gatherings, you're not showing up at work, or all of those other things are happening for you. Um, finding awareness. Um, is there really hope for a way out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I would say, like, to give to give your your audience a couple of really practical things, mm -hmm. I would say this. So first of all, I love you know behavioral interventions, and okay. one of them is another NC. So we had negative cycle, and this NC is negative consequence. So create a negative consequence for watching porn. For some people, it's as simple as you know, as soon as you ejaculate, you get up. And you clean your room mm -hmm. immediately, maybe even if it's 10, 10 a.m. For other people, what really wor works well is donating money. Let's say you <laughs> donate 100 bucks, especially to something that you don't support. <laughs> I I'd like to give this example of, you know, you're a Democrat and so you <laughs> donate to Donald Trump <laughs> like this. And in addition to this negative consequence, what I love, and it's about breaking the secrecy, mm. get an accountability partner and commit to them. And th this could be either offline, a friend, or online. You just find an accountability buddy. You commit to them by saying, okay, I'm going to, let's say, stop watching porn for three days. Okay, so and don't you, go extravagant. Don't say I'm going to stop watching porn for a year. Just take a bite size, something achievable. Absolutely. As soon as soon as you set a goal of one year, you are setting yourself up for, to fail. I would say ninety five percent of the time because it's very hard to do. And as soon as you fail the first time, you send a message to your brain: it's okay to fail again. Mm -hmm. So instead of having those. Yeah, instead of having those failures, start having small successes and building on successes rather than failures. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, so break the secrecy, uh, create a negative consequence. Uh, and breaking the secrecy could be uh, finding accountability partner. It could be your partner that whom you are with, just telling them that, hey, uh, I'm kind of struggling with this. Um, you know your own relationship, you know your own circle. So find the right person whom you can break the cycle with. Yeah, do that. But I don't recommend doing that with your partner, with your actual partner. Tell me more about that. How come? Because normally what happens is when a woman comes to know about her man's porn, she gets brokenhearted and that hurts her a lot. And that's one of the reasons men feel shame a lot when they watch porn, because no, they subconsciously and even consciously know that they are hurting their woman. So don't break her heart. 
it's it's like the same thing with jealousy mm-hmm. and with infidelity. If you if you do cheat in your relationship and you want to keep the relationship and you feel sorry and you don't want to do that again ever, you don't tell your partner about what happened because they don't need to know this. It's gonna it's gonna hurt them a lot. That's a that's an interesting philosophy because um that's again digs you into secrecy because this is your partner whom you are bound to. This is your partner whom you are tied to. And it doesn't matter because addiction happens for women and men too. And um, so being able to share that the vulnerable pieces of you is what actually allows you to bond. Well, Roman, um, I'm, I'm sure we can keep going on and on about this, uh, uh, this topic. It's huge. It's big. Um, uh, you do some work around this. Tell us more. Uh, where can we find more information about you? What are you up to? All right. So the best way to find more information about me is to go to my website, which is romanmiranov.com, spelled as R-O-M-A-N-M-I-R-O-N-O-V. And there you have all the links to my social media channels. I'm super active on YouTube and Instagram. And from there, you also have a link to my Udemy course for quitting porn. And this is something that I work on a lot. I have been working on it recently a lot, and I will continue increasing it and making it better in the future because I see the positive results that people get from it. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Roman, for uh, being a part of our Relationship Factor podcast. As always, if you need more resources, you can go and check out Life Collective Counseling, uh, a place for relationship and sex therapy counseling, where we uh, attend to your vulnerable places and helping you work towards your goals. As always, if you like the podcast, go ahead and share. If you like the podcast, go ahead and follow. Hey, as always, another episode of Relationship Factor. It's a wrap. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Kinsley. It's been a five-star honor. Thank you.